need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast. All right. Episode 70, we're on a new set of 10, China Business Cast. Ooh. I'm Mike Michelini. And- I suppose to the trumpets. Yeah, the trumpets. Shlomo, how is everything? <laughs> Things are going good. Pretty hectic because um, the Jewish New Year is coming called Rosh Hashanah. And this one is happening this week on Wednesday night till Friday night. So we're getting ready with the family. We're uh, doing some shopping and uh, we're about to cook some stuff. And then we're going to um, to my family in Jerusalem. We're going to stay there for the whole holiday. So, yeah, we're getting ready and things are hectic. Uh, and in between uh, work and stuff, uh, we're, we're busy. What about wow. you? Yeah, busy here. Uh, it, like we're talking about, I'm preparing to go to Shanghai. It's every year I seem to come for the chat conference. Uh, we have, you know, our our uh, our friend, mutual friend, uh, Matt Brennan, China Channel. Right, like, he was on the show. He's been on the show. So they have is their. That, is that the second one or the third one? I think it depends if you count Beijing or Shanghai. I'm thinking. I know they did at least one or two in Beijing, which I've not been to, but uh, Shanghai seems to be the best spot for him from what i've heard Mm -hmm. so at least the second i've been to i might have there might have been one before i honestly can't remember he doesn't really show the number on the uh on the event information but so uh yeah i'll be there hopefully i can meet some listeners we'll plan to get some interviews done with some of the speakers there's pretty amazing lineup of you know china china business china internet china marketing so i know everybody likes wechat stuff right so we'll try to get some of that and uh yeah and uh we are also, we just checked reviews uh, on iTunes, so unfortunately no new ones. Shulman and I always say, or usually the, before we do the recording, Shulman's like, did you check the reviews? And I have some software I, <laughs> I do to check, and we, we're like waiting. He's like, did it finish loading? I'm like, still loading. I'm like, uh, nope. So, guys, we like your reviews. <laughs> yeah, uh, we it love also reviews. helps us pe- help people find us and hear more about us. So it gets more listeners. Oh, Mike, something I th- I thought about. So the third country that we have with uh, of listeners is Japan. Ah. But I've never spoke with anyone from Japan from our listeners through the WeChat group or any other channel that we have. Hmm. Have you ever heard from somebody? Not that I know. From Japan. So that's a shout out for our Japan listeners. Tell us that you're there. We're interested I, to speak. I want to say a Japanese <laughs> word, but I'm afraid I'll, I'll mess it up. So I think it's better I don't try. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, don't try. Don't try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. And, and uh, even listening helps. But of course, you know, figuring out how to leave a review, it's a little bit tricky. But I'm sure we can help you if, if you need that. So yeah. episode 70, Who this is a new type of show, right? So um, we are excited to uh to talk about this new format right Shlomo? yeah um it's the first time that we're well it's not the first time actually it's the second time because the our first episode together was the same format um before we had guests on the show and now the format is that it's a, a show of only you and me and uh, we're covering a topic and this one we're covering special things or special differences between uh china and the west on different stuff that's happening on the technology and everyday life 
So um, that was an interesting one, uh, and we hope that you like it. Um, but please give us some uh, feedback on that. If you're interested in more of those, we should make a blend of, of, of that and uh, interviews or just interviews. Please tell us. Definitely. Yeah, we live and breathe off feedback. And, and uh, I thought you were going to say, I just thought of something, Mike. And then I thought you were going to say, like, buy reviews because <laughs> I'm doing Amazon <laughs> stuff. So it's always a fight to get reviews. So uh, we might think okay. of some bribes, but I hope you guys don't need a bribe. I hope this show enough is, is helpful, but, but yeah, so we're trying this interview series. It was fun. You were down here. We were hit, we did these in person with our, uh, you know, in, in person gear. So hope you guys enjoy it and let's, let's listen in. Sam and uh, happy Jewish New Year's to everybody. Yeah. Happy Jewish New Year, everybody. Tune in. So hello, everybody, and welcome to another China Business Cast. Um, I'm sitting here next to Mike on his home office. What's up? Uh, studio, <laughs> studio. Studio, studio. That's I have a I few more it. people at the studio. Hi, Claire. Claire, say hi. Hi. <laughs> um, Surprisingly and, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we are... Recording an episode. Um, it, it's uh, I'm I'm now here in Shenzhen with Mike, uh, and we're recording a few episodes together. It's a good chance to have uh, to have them in person, Definitely. which is much more special. Uh, and we we prepared an episode which we don't have a guest now, and we're actually uh, going to cover some topics uh, that we we think would be interesting for our listeners. And this time um, we're talking about things that we are hearing a lot around here in China. Uh, and people that are related to China business, and this is how things move here so fast versus the West. And when people think of the West as as a fast-paced business place, it actually isn't. Yeah, and uh, we were at TechCrunch, you know, the other day when we were making this. People used to go to the U.S. to get ideas. Now people are coming to China to get ideas. So it just shows a little bit of how things are changing. Well, there are more international conferences and people are joining and seeing what's going on. Uh, I was in a panel yesterday of of uh, VCs that are investing in China. They're actually saying it's not it's not yet there, at least of an investment. But we got plenty of other uh, examples for you guys uh, about uh, how the things are different. Somebody, by the way, uh, said in TechCrunch that in San Francisco, if you hustle, you're probably doing better than all your other uh, the startups competing with you. Well, in China, if you don't hustle, you're actually going back. Uh, yeah. there, there is a term in China called uh, 996. 996 is uh, the term 996, which means that a normal startup in China start work at 9 a.m., ends at 9 p.m. and works six days a week. That's hustling. That's, sure. the, that's the norm. That's the minimum. That's yeah, just to, just to stay with everybody else. <laughs> right. So let's talk about some fast paced, fast paced stuff. Sure. So first on the list is bike sharing. You guys probably heard our interview with the China Tech Talk with Matt Brennan and and uh, John over at uh, Technode, and they uh, they were also been really talking a lot about bike sharing. It's such a hot topic. I have people asking me about it too. Um, they're just everywhere. It's almost it's almost. Uh, I think there's too much now. There's bikes. So Shlomo, you is this your first time in China with the bikes, or you've been here before? No, it's the second time. It's the second time with the bikes. I was. I saw that in Beijing. Yep. Uh, and been hearing people saying, "Oh, we weren't here for two, three months, and there are three new bike sharing companies mm, now." The gold plated ones I saw. They're like <laughs> bling bling and like a, like a gangster in the U.S. Like a Fifty Cent would be if you guys know the rapper, he would be 
ride in 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 some of these gold plated ones or something. And yeah, but they're getting the attention. I think it, I remember when I first saw one was at chat conference in Shanghai last September. I think it's only been less than a year, if you can believe it, that they started. At least when I first saw it, I think it was September 2016. And they're now like, just piled, literally piled on stacks of each other. You've probably seen some in the streets yeah. now. Let, let's explain what exactly bike sharing is in okay. China. Um, so maybe people know in some other cities around the world. So you have this uh, docking station for, for bicycles. So you actually can take a bike, then ride to the next uh, docking station and then leave the bike there. You either pay or not pay for that, whatever business model they work with. Um, in China, um, that's the old version of, of bike sharing. And the new version is you just scan the QR code with your bike. There is no docking and you just ride to wherever you want. And then you just leave them. Um, and as Mike said, you just see them piled and piled in the sidewalks or wherever around subway station. Somebody said, I think, uh, on social media, I saw this is a true test of society as a whole, whether, you know, I don't want to pick on China, but even in the U.S., if this was to be so widespread, you see how people treat public. It's public, basically, well, it's private property, but it's publicly everywhere. Right. And, you know, it's a little bit sad when I see, you know, a brand new nice bike kind of just thrown on the floor and like in the mud because uh, they, they, they don't need it anymore. Um you can say that, but, um, you know, um, I've heard of experiments in, in other cities and, and actually, um, th- these are Chinese companies who are now going overseas and doing mm-hmm. this bike sharing in, in Western cities. Yep. It's not, it's not Western companies doing that. There's one in Hong Kong that I know of actually. Yep. Um, that's the most Western one I know of. Um, and they said that they, uh, they have problems because the bikes yeah, are also broken there be- and, and it's, it's actually, yeah, it's public, want, then it's public. That, yeah, that's how it, that's I don't how want it is. to sound like I'm picking on China, but <laughs> it's, of course, shown here because it's it, like you said, it's, I think it's the only place still in the world where it's widespread like this. But, you know, it it's sad. I mean, whether it's Chinese people or anybody, you know, uh, to see kind of taking advantage of the, it's an amazing opportunity because it solves that. They call it the last mile, right? Like the problem before was you take a subway and then your 10 minute, 15 minute walk from the subway, right. you'd have to walk or you, or you had to take a cab or maybe ride a, one of those, uh, those like uh, private bike, e-bike guys. I, um, mm-hmm. but now you can just scan a QR code, pay one Kauai. It's like a Kauai an hour or something, or sometimes it's even no less. It's, it's like a less. tenth of a Kauai. Sometimes. It's so cheap. It's like free or they're even paying people to take them now because it's, uh, so much competition. There's. I don't know I, I how a, many. But. I saw a screenshot of somebody downloading all the apps, and I think there are, I saw at least 20. Crazy. 20 of them. And, and on the street, you see about probably five it's or really, six common ones. It's kind of colorful. You see the Mobike is, of course, the most popular, and then Ofo is the next one. They're right. orange and yellow. Yeah. You got blue ones. You got yeah, green Xiaonyao. ones. That's you got, one. yeah, you got baby blue ones. Like there's the, <laughs> there's the go, it's blue go go. And then there's a shout, Xiaonyao, which is like small chicken. And then, our small bird and then um yeah there are just so many colors now gold and uh now there's even i heard two seaters so you can have two people on a bike rented like that um i live near a park where you used to be able to rent a bike and ride around the park you know Mm -hmm. you just pay a deposit like a hundred so those guys are bankrupt those guys were dead (laughs) i remember like within the first few weeks they were just screwed 
like they were just like seeing mo bikes everywhere and nobody's waiting. But before that would be people lined up mm-hmm. to kind of like register, give them a hundred RMB deposit, you know, pay, I don't know how much it was, but of course not as, not definitely not as cheap as it is now, but mobile just raised 600 million US dollars. So they're definitely expanding. Insane. But uh, it's awesome. I mean, it's a good service and, uh, and I hope it, it definitely is continuing. Uh, but the, the, the sad thing is you'll see more and more bikes just kind of treated like garbage, you know, between either the user or the, a lot of times it's the security guards. They're tired of seeing them in their uh, garden, you know, and f- clogging up the parking spaces or, mm-hmm. and they're just, chucking them in piles outside on the curb and stuff so it's a little bit sad to see that but uh but yeah i mean it'll still survive and it's growing like crazy but i can't imagine 20 bike sharing companies surviving but we'll see yeah it's a new economy less than two years or the umbrella sharing is that on our list today it's not on our list but yeah we spoke about yesterday that now there is umbrella sharing oh and we haven't spoken about the the Battery battery packs. Oh yeah, sharing. Anchor Box. Yeah, that was a TechCrunch too. So it's another idea of uh, you know, especially at a conference, but even uh, at, when you're traveling, you don't it's have different it at restaurants, right? I, yeah, I haven't have seen it at it restaurants. Just... I've seen it at restaurants. So it's basically similar ideas. You don't have to leave your phone. Sometimes they had these in airports where you could leave your phone or watch your phone in those like pods and then sit near it mm-hmm. or take but, a key or take your key. But this is uh, different. You take the power bank. You register with a QR again, you get a power bank, and you can charge your phone in your pocket and while you, you walk around. You pay one yuan an hour, one yeah. RMB an hour. Yeah, so... It's it, more than the bike. It's definitely <laughs> it's more like, than the bike, but it's <laughs> probably more valuable, because if you don't have battery, you're pretty desperate, you know, and you don't want to sit next to an outlet at a conference and right. uh, wait for it to charge. Yeah, many people used it at TechCrunch yesterday. Yeah, and it was very before, popular. Yeah. So yeah, it was that's very popular. A, that's another one. But yeah, it's all this sharing economy, which of course everybody knows Airbnb and Uber, but uh, this is kind of like the next extension, at least in China, with the bikes and the, and the batteries. And the umbrellas. Which and the umbrellas. Let's see. <laughs> maybe maybe clothes soon or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's hot, it's hot here. Earphones. We have earphones. Yeah, earphones. Microphones, whatever. Podcast equipment. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, let's talk about our next thing. Let's sure. talk about our next thing. We got delivery and... Uh, and basically, the idea is, we were talking about e-commerce yesterday, and the idea that you can uh, get stuff almost same day. Uh, I mean, Amazon's pretty fast in the West. I haven't ordered off Amazon in a while, but uh, here, my house is ringing my, every day of deliveries. There's food being delivered. There's uh, you know electronics. We can get you a cable. You, Someone needs a new cable for his mic. Uh, and we, we need to find my new fund my new cable, guys, please. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just for the uh, microphone. A friend, uh, a friend uh, was trying to buy something in real life. Like even I have kids. To- I have kids. Uh, you know, baby parties, right? And one of my uh, friends, he's a father, and he wanted to buy a toy for my daughter for her birthday, mm-hmm. and he was complaining he couldn't find a toy store anywhere, like. It's true. If you look around, he, used to, he he wanted to find a nicer toy, you know, okay. but uh, it, there used to be a lot more selection. I kind of do feel like we're going to keep seeing this around the world, but the idea of retail, physical retail is definitely going to get disrupted, you know, but especially in China, because the biggest ex- excuse people didn't buy online was they didn't want to wait so long. One right. of the bigger reasons, or of course, there's trust, but trust is fixed with payment. People trust payments online now in China. Yeah, we're going to talk about payments very soon. But yep. 
the, the, the main point here is that in with Amazon and, and in the West, when you're talking about fast delivery, you're talking about next day delivery or two days of delivery. And that's, I think Amazon Prime are saying that they're next day or two days delivery. And in China, that's slow. In China, it's a couple of hours delivery. There's 24 hours. I think I get waking hours. up sometimes. <laughs> Not, it's so late, but sometimes at 8 or 9 p.m. they'll deliver. Sometimes in the morning they'll deliver. And yeah, if you order, like especially food, like Jingdong is a popular one. I know Claire prefers that. A lot of Chinese people prefer Jingdong um, because they're mm-hmm. super fast and they have distribution everywhere and you're buying it directly from them rather than like a third-party seller. So mm-hmm. they're just super duper fast Um and also, if you want to ship things, then you don't have to go to a post office anymore. They, just somebody comes to your come house yeah. and they give them the package. You don't have to pack it. Like, just give them whatever, give the address, pay them, buy it. We wanted to get a, send a gift over to the U.S. My friend just had a kid and I wanted to, you know, we're trying to figure out how much it would cost. The guy comes here, weighs it with a scale, tells you how much. And then you're like, eh, too much. I'll get something later. And then he's just like, no problem, bye. And he just leaves. <laughs> you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to go anywhere. It's nuts. Yeah. Fast pace, guys. Fast pace. Definitely. Like the China Business Cast and want to get involved? We have special offers for supporters of the show, starting from just one US dollar and up. We have something for everyone. Check out all the different ways to engage at www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. That's www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. Thanks. And um, speaking of more fast pace uh, let's talk about messaging apps uh yeah people talk about this a lot whatsapp versus wechat about how whatsapp is uh, a chat app mainly and wechat is mostly not mostly is a platform for a lot a lot of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i the main point is that whatsapp is releasing features like they're new and exciting and like unbelievable yes we're now we can now do voice calls or we can now do video calls like yes that's so two years ago in wechat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um talking about innovation in china and um this is again uh something a a big difference that you see of of how things work here and how fast they move it's true i mean of course wechat their parent companies here in Shenzhen, and they actually their WeChat teams in Guangzhou, but that's still not too far. So I've been able to meet some of them, and of course, I use we all use it every day for doing business with China. Shlomo uses it too, and even outside of China, people are using it. But it's still mostly just in China. People don't really use it unless they're doing business with China, people in China, right? Right. Um, I spoke with um, somebody in one of the interviews. So. 35% of the time Chinese people are spending on apps is on WeChat, actually. Mm-hmm. But you you can definitely say that the WeChat, at least currently, failing to break out of the China, of China and, let's say, Chinese communities around the world. That's that's where it's working, but not no other places. Yeah, I think they kind of almost a f- officially announced they gave up. Oh, okay. I, maybe we can try to find a link, but I think they kind of acknowledged the, the or at least others other other tech bloggers have said the war is over for chat apps i think you mm-hmm. know i think you know dominant the dominant ones we talked earlier about the bike sharing i'm sure there's gonna be a, well it's already kind of a couple clear winners but at least for chat apps i think there's no no opportunities for a, a new one or a new guy to come into the market it seems like whatsapp and facebook messenger have dominated the global market Mostly, I think there's Kakao Talk in Korea and maybe some others in line. Yeah. But here in China, it's obviously WeChat. But yeah, WeChat's 
almost more than it's yeah like you said it's not really a messaging app i mean it's around messaging but there's payment which we'll talk about later inside and there's a group you know these huge groups and you groups of, and and uh, and a wall with and, yeah uh, you have your moments you can wall. invest your money through that and you can uh, buy gifts and you can buy tickets to the It's cinema insane. and airplane tickets and there's and you know can there's donate. a lot of, yeah there are so many things you can there's do lots of uh, hypotheses that they're going to become their own operating system probably taxi as well Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't about think us. it's ever been announced, but it seems pretty clear to a lot of the uh, tech experts dealing with China. They just like, started. Ch- they just started the uh, search. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're building out search not, more. Not not too long ago. Build more search, and then of course there's these mini apps, which people are still trying to figure out. Um, are you using any? Uh, no, not that. These are mini programs. Yeah, I was, I was told this is the right term by Matt. Well, I think it's because Apple is, Apple is fighting them because they obviously don't want to have an app store inside of Apple's app store because you're not allowed to sell an app store inside of Apple. Hmm. So I think they forced them to at least not call on an app. So I oh, think that's why it became a program. Because I If think not, WeChat they would use the all most, the iPhone users in China. That's what you're saying. Yeah, because the fear is they're just going to say, hey, guys, we have our own OS now buy a different phone than iPhone and just log in with your WeChat, which still seems like pretty possible. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think Apple's getting scared about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's the messaging part um, with a message to Western companies, release faster, be faster, yeah, be better. Well, no, you know, I, I've, I've talked to some of the WeChat team at different events and such, and... Uh, In all fairness, there's like uh, hundreds of developers in China versus, I think, WhatsApp. They even said that to talk to WhatsApp, it was like 12 people a few years ago. You know, I think in the West, the teams aren't as big. Right, um, they're not. China just has, of course, a lot of people and labor costs are still lower so they can uh, leverage more people. Of course, doesn't quantity doesn't mean quality, but they're able to kind of build all this super app. But at the same time, you know, Facebook bought WhatsApp. And they, they it seems like the strategy with Facebook is to keep them separate because they could have merged all this into Facebook, but they have Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram, and the Facebook app, and the Facebook Groups is a different app. Right. So they their strategy seems different than WhatsApp. But they still can use it for other purposes. I mean, they can still listen to your voice messages and then, you know, according to that market, whatever you, you, you're talking about with, with the ads that then you see on Facebook. And I've But, seen an example like that. So you speak... Uh, next to your phone even when it's when the the app is open but you're not really recording and then let's say you're talking about your next vacation and then after a few minutes you'll start seeing uh, uh, ads for vacation companies well, uh, on your feed or, or on your sidebar in, in Facebook so maybe that's also going to be with whatsapp so you're you're talking on whatsapp and then I think some people have done a test where they said something in a group in WhatsApp and the ad showed up on Instagram or on uh, There Facebook. Go. There you go. But it's not, you know, I think, but just in the defense of the Western apps, I mean, Facebook is, a, is not a small company and, and a pretty strong. I think it's the big war is Tencent and Facebook. I think globally, they're the biggest. Yes, the it's biggest. WhatsApp versus WeChat. WeChat, I think, has... Uh, Five or maybe 600 million users mm-hmm. so it's number two after whatsapp and mm-hmm. i'm not sure about messenger but messenger maybe it's every i think every facebook user. well it's definitely those top three or yes. three 
definitely. Um, payments. So, Mike, you live here every day. Mm-hmm. How payments work in China? I ask permission from my wife before I buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's common for the West. I said the same for you too. <laughs> it's can I buy this, please? Can we call Wendy and, and ask her? Yeah, <laughs> we can. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Uh, I think even other Westerners will agree with me. It's as a Westerner in China, you know, banking and payments is still not as open and easy for us. I think you might agree. You lived in China for quite some time before, yeah. right? It's a little bit more cumbersome. You're right. So I don't want to be, you know, I'm being honest here. You know, I have, uh, you know, I have people to help me buy stuff or pay for stuff, but of course I have WeChat pay for taxis. Like we went to the TechCrunch meetup and then I came back in a taxi and I paid by WeChat. Yeah, I did the same, which is pretty amazing. Um, so of course there's buying mobile pay, there is an Alipay. I think it's basically the war of payments in China's Alipay versus WeChat Pay. Right, definitely. And Alipay is, as you can tell, is part of Alibaba, which is, uh, you know, the probably the second biggest. I think Tencent's the biggest, but uh, no, no, Alipay I think is still leading. Oh, okay. not as much as it used to be, but the, they're they're losing. I mean, they're losing their their lead. Okay, but, I mean, not yet, but they're, they're so, going down a little. So for me, it's easier with WeChat Pay. I, I don't have an Alipay account. Um, yeah, it's but a little for, bit more. For, but for let's say Chinese people living here, it's literally people walking with no wallets. Yeah, it's I mean, people just, uh, just have phones, and phones. you can buy a soda at the Seven Eleven with scan. a scan. And they have, they I think they support both Alipay and WeChat, and they have a few others. Of course, you can still use a card. You can use a subway card, which is a Shenzhen Tong, or every city has different subway cards. You know what? I was I was actually, a couple of months ago, I was in Thailand, if you remember. Mm-hmm. I was in Chiang Mai, and there's a lot of Chinese people there. you actually literally hearing Chinese in the street, walking down the street. And on the stores there, 7-Eleven's example, um, you got a WeChat scan. So I, yeah. I actually, I had money on my WeChat account. I was just scanning and paying at 7-Eleven with that. Yeah. Well, uh, I've heard even, uh, you haven't been in the U.S. in almost a couple of years now, but uh, I've heard that there are businesses that want to target Chinese tourists. I mean, they're Chinese everywhere, right? So, of right. course, if you have a WeChat Pay logo next to a guy that doesn't, uh, I'm sure Chinese will go to your shop over somebody that doesn't have it even if it costs a little bit more. Yeah, right. But this is all uh, Chinese-centered. Cent- uh, so you're Why? saying in Thailand there were non-Chinese buyers? I, 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 was, the, I was the non-Chinese buyer. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, But what I'm trying to say is that, uh, of course, uh, I mean, uh, countries in the West and even in Hong Kong, I mean, still uh, things, I mean, payment are still done with cash or with mm. credit cards. And, and here in China, it just, I mean, you literally just go with your phone and you Alipay and you use Alipay and you use WeChat Pay and that's it. It's so, it's so easy. And again, fast paced and, and the, the adoption of new technologies and how things work here is just mind blowing. It's funny. I mean, it wasn't like that even when I was first here, it was hard. They were slower to adopt because uh, of the trust issue. How long was it? You know? I, I was selling on Taobao in 2008 and Chinese people or well, people in China would come to my office to buy from me and pay in cash because uh, they didn't trust buying online. And uh, Right, I remember that. So you, you, do you have a pay on delivery? 
I guess it was an option, or they would just contact us. I, I, I bought on Taobao, and when they they come to your door, you you I mean you order, and then you pay yeah, them. Yeah, they would do that too. But these guys would physically come to my office and look at the product, and oh. then give me paper currency, and I would give them the product ah, as a seller. Okay, but of course, uh, I think it's the trust is the payment, and they trust these big companies. Uh, we didn't talk about it so much, but of course, you know, Mobike and, and these bikes, the bigger they are, the more people, I guess even in the West, but of course, if you have a Google product or a Facebook product over a startup product, you would trust them more. So now that these internet companies have the trust, right? they can say, hey guys, we have this new payment system. They're not going to question putting your bank account information in there. Um, of course, nobody questions WeChats. And also you have no, sometimes it's, it's kind of, you feel like you have no choice or embarrassed to, uh, to really say, Am I, what would you say? I don't have WeChat. Yeah, or I don't. It's now in China. It's it's weird. Yeah, now it's uh, even if you don't want to use it, this kind. If if you live here, you use it. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, basically payments is a really re- revolutionized way business is done in China, and because payments is such a core part of business, you can sell bikes, you can sell umbrellas, you know, now everything becomes buyable through mobile shareable or shareable you know at anything so just because just, everything is so easy yeah no, to I, do and everything is they connected have this foundation now everything is connected uh to uh, integrated to each other okay guys that what what we have for you today on the differences between how things work in china vs versus the west mm-hmm. uh, we hope you enjoyed it and uh, see you next time sure thank you guys doing business in china is a complex world you can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry, China Businesscast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.